You are now tuned into Progressive Action Radio, the most objective show in America. Hosted by Tramel Thompson, co-hosted by Jamel Wilson, and DJ Damage is on the wheels of steel. You will never know what to expect when thoughts and wisdom unite. People! Get ready. 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 Progressive Action is now live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Jamel. Jamel is on the other side of the board. We's having a little bit of technical difficulties with these mics. Things was getting crazy because they know it's about to get real crazy today. Like I said before, if you got kids around, I advise you to put them to bed. Do not listen to the show with kids around because the language may be foul and we go get it going today. You know what I'm saying? I was away on business last week in Puerto Rico, opening up a jet ski <clears throat> business, doing that type of stuff. And, and I, the show couldn't run last week, but we here this week and a lot of things have transpired since then you know people uh you know with this education thing again and you know not believing in it and you know uh you got these guys in the group rtw guys in the group um you know i I don't feel that they 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 favor you know african-americans and i'm just keeping it real um and we go get into all that today we also got anthony staley back Speaking of facts, he go he got his laptop today. So <laughs> it's gonna be really, really, really interesting. He's coming with that heat. Jamel, what's up with you, bro? I'm doing good. What's going on, Cuzzo? I don't know. What you what you think going on in these groups, man? I don't know, man. There's a lot of crazy things that's been going on in these groups. So it's a lot that's happened in the last two weeks, man. Why are they attacking me like that, cuz? I don't know, because maybe <laughs> you're you know, you're hitting a sore spot, you know. That's exactly what's going on, right? Yeah, you're hitting a sore spot. Now what's know? very interesting about um you know the attacks they attack samuelson they attack the governor but when they get attacked it's not unionism but y'all attacking your own president yeah basically that's what's going on (laughs) (laughs) what's wrong with these guys i mean you know basically if you could dish it if you could dish it out you got to be able to take it you know yeah and then and then you know you got these you got this this one guy he been to everything every black event since he was 16. You know what I mean? His school let him march to the, his school took him on an out into an Amadou, Amadou Diallo event. Rally. <laughs> Rally. <laughs> Schools don't do that. Schools don't get children into political um, things like that regarding police. So who are you fooling? You understand? You have, you've been to all these events, not one picture was taken. Not one news article. You stand out like stripes on a zebra you like six foot three white boy slim amongst all these blacks nobody ain't gonna ask you why you here you not gonna take no pictures and then this guy come to find out he lied about his associate degree he don't have an associate degree right so he said when he responded back to me he go say oh my associate degree is is hanging up in my bedroom who you live with your mother who who puts up a degree in a bedroom it should be in a family room who does that? So it's either you're lying, like I found out, or you live with your mother. <laughs> Which one is it? Because you, you, you was a straight clown. 
You sit there and you talk all this, these fancy words, and we need to do this and we need to do that. Who are you? What, what is, what is, what's the name of the revolution? What is revolutionary about hanging your diploma on your bedroom wall or living with your mother? <laughs> what's revolutionary about that? You guys is not tough. You heard what Toussaint said. Your leader got smacked down and transferred ahead of the pick. Y'all not fighters. Y'all don't want to get physical. Y'all don't want no smoke. And y'all not, y'all not smart. And then I, this is what I said to him earlier. Check this out, Staley. I said, you didn't add no black people to the group out of all these people you added. What he did an hour later, added nothing but black people. <laughs> oh, boy. oh, yeah. I'm the puppet master. I control everything that you do. That's what, that's what people do to show that they're not racist. Oh, let me just add some black people to show them that I'm not racist. Why are you getting so nervous for, bro? You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to tell y'all this. I believe in unionism, but I'm not go come together with weak people. I'm just not gonna do that. I'd rather live one day as a lion and a thousand days as a sheep. Remember that. Remember that. And stop doing dirt if y'all can't take it. Y'all talk about Samuelson all day. Y'all talk about the governor all day. Y'all talk about MTA all day. But as soon as somebody come and, and say something to y'all, oh, it, oh, he's being racist. How can I be racist? I'm black. My people was oppressed in this country for over 400 years plus. You know what I'm saying? Nobody don't say nothing to the Jews. When, when, as soon as a swastika is drawn in the Jews' neighborhood, news crews is there, police is there, people looking to get locked up. The Jews never forgave the Nazis. And the Jews didn't get treated half as bad as we did. But we continue to forgive y'all. So if I decide not to stand with, with white people, as y'all say, which is untrue, then I have every right to. The Jew, people give the Jews the right not to stand next to the Nazis. So how am I wrong? Black people are the most forgiving people on this earth. The most peaceful people on this earth. Through social engineering and all these other devices that has been used against us, we have been forced to survive by any means necessary. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, 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 and y'all don't understand that. I don't understand that for, for an uneducated Caucasian to understand that and y'all can get mad at me all y'all want I'm pro-black all the way if y'all getting mad at me for being pro-black then you got an issue how you go get mad at me for being pro-black but you talking about you you marching in all these black Lives matter movements and all this other stuff how can you like y'all really need to reevaluate and another thing I'm not arguing with anybody who do not have a high school diploma under any circumstance I don't care what organizing you have done. I don't care about any of that. I, don't talk to me about education if you ain't got no high school diploma. Because if any one of y'all kids say, oh, you know what, Ma? Um, I'm going to drop out of school in the 10th grade. Are you going to support that? Are you going to tell your child, oh, don't go to college because you don't need college if they want to go to college? Y'all people kill me. Y'all the same people. Y'all child, 11, 10 years old, they coming home with a report card. Y'all the first to post a report card on, online to show your friends how good your child doing. If formal education isn't important, why are you posting a report card? And I'm always arguing with people who don't have diplomas. It, it never stops. You know what I'm saying? If the shoe don't fit, you ain't got to respond. What, what you say, Jamel, if that song what? 
<laughs> I bet you think this song is about you. <laughs> if you think this song is about you, then I don't know what to tell you. You know, that means you're guilty by association, you know? Yeah, you know, if I say, if I say, oh, um, I don't like people with AIDS, and you come at me attacking, I'm going to think that you got AIDS. Know what I'm saying? As soon as I say something about education, and I told Jamel this a long time ago, these same people go come and attack me. And what do they do, Jamel? They attack. They attack me. Y'all people, y'all thinking that the, the playing field has changed. Y'all think that, oh, I just need to know the bylaws and the contract. What about social engineering? What about socialism? Mm -hmm. What about um, political science? Mm -hmm. What about all these, all these other things that about, you're supposed to learn? And what about finances? Yeah. Under, understand, economics. E economics. Understanding what, what compound interest is and understanding money and how it works. What about psychology? All these things go into play when you negotiate in a contract. Don't, just don't think that it's the literature in the contract. Because these people is using everything against you. Pardon me. To get everything, using everything against you that you don't know, you're not aware of. Including their discipline system. Yeah, exactly. Y'all, oh, I just need to know the contract and, and the bylaws and I'm good. Some of y'all people have been running trying to get into the union for a long time. And you are you you do know the contract and you do know the bylaws. Why aren't you why aren't you there? Why nobody not messing with you? You have to take a look in the mirror and reflect and be like, wow, I went through about three, four elections and can't even get a convention delegate spot. What am I doing wrong? The playing field has changed. Like I said before, I'm pro black. If you, if you listen to any of my YouTube videos before I even got involved with the union, I talked about Al Sharpton because I don't agree with Al Sharpton marching every time something go wrong in the black neighborhoods. If you go march, at least go march where that police officer from. Go disturb his neighborhood. Why are you marching in our neighborhood? We already know what's going on. Go to their neighborhood and, and go march. But you know what? It's the same mind frame. People using these same old tactics where you were where worked in the 60s. It's not going to work in 2016. That's right. And people talked about how, um, you know, how people like Mike Quill and uh, because I made a, I, I, I made a long post on Facebook about um, the things that's going on and people still bring up Mike Quill and what he did without, um, you know, basically. With a, not, fifth, with a fifth grade education. With a fifth grade education. And I put in my post, I said, listen, you got to, and older people know this, and I know you know this, Anthony. That in this country, a long time ago, in the decades past, you were able to pass without get it, without a high school diploma and without even a high school education, because that's the way this country was. There were so many jobs available, and so much agri agriculture was a big thing in this country. That okay, you had and a lot of people and a lot of people, especially of a minority descent, and of course immigrants, were poor and didn't have access to education. So there were so many jobs and so many ways and means of making a living that you didn't have to. But just like you said, from, um, you know, this isn't the 60s going backwards. Now the playing field has changed. Now you have the internet, you have, um, you know, again, it's so many things, there's so many tools that's needed now to where you need to have some type of, um, and, and again, not even a formal degree, or but basically, but basically, some type of training in any of these areas to help. And basically, um, again, everybody brings to the table a piece. Of, 
a different piece of the puzzle. You know what I'm saying? Like you may bring, um, you know, your knowledge of social engineering and psychology. I may bring my knowledge of finances and stuff like that. And Staley may bring his knowledge of, um, you know, accounting or whatever. But all of these, I'm just, you know, naming certain subjects to say arbitrarily, but all of these things, when they're brought to the table, now you create, you know, you step into the 21st century, I, I, and now you're able to go against people like the MTA and and other things because the MTA is not the only fight. You got you got to put it to them even more simpler than that. Look at Voltron. If you got too many heads, how you gonna move? There's no arms. There's no legs. Right. If you look look, just do yourself a favor. Log on to mtainfo.com. Look at the board of MTA. These people got law degrees. All types of degrees. And when they come together, they, they sit at this one table and they come together and figure out how they go continue to break us. It's no secret. You know what I'm saying? And then another thing I don't like is that, oh, you know, Quill was an immigrant. He was this. Quill was also a Caucasian man. He ain't have the same struggle as African Americans. So him getting away with a fifth, fifth grade education, that was more power to him. A black man is not going to get away with that. Martin Luther King had it 10 times worse than him and was a doctor. That's right. He had a PhD. <laughs> he was a doctor. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? He went to Boston University, what, Morehouse, and whatever other school it was. In the 50s. Yeah. And he had it way harder than Quill. You understand? So don't compare the black man's struggle to the white man's struggle. Well, uh, let me just interject this since this was spoken on. Like, it doesn't make a difference how much education a black man has. When you go into, in front of white people, they always gonna test your mental, no matter. You can have every PhD, master's degree, and whatever, they always gonna test your mentality. And I, I see it all the time. You know, even when I deal with MTA management, they always, br they always bring it. So when you go in there, well, at least when I go in there, I go in there ready and go straight to the point. Mm -hmm. I don't dance around no subjects or anything. You want to question me? Okay, let's question it. I'll tell you where I got it from. I'll show it, show it to you in black and white. If it's an entitlement, then I want it, okay? If it's a right, then that's my right. I want that as well. You see, but they always testing that, and a lot of us back down. I've seen people with the rule book right there in their hand, and they get challenged and intimidated and bullied by supervision, and they back right down. Mm, 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 and back right down. I see it with my own two eyes on this job. Yeah, and then you got, you know, this one dude was, was debating with me, telling me, oh, I know you got white people that support your show. A, a lot of white people mess with me because I'm real. And they know that I understand the struggles of what's going on out here. That's why they support me. But when you're dealing with socialism, you're dealing with the majority. People, when, people, when, when Bloomberg said thugs, he wasn't talking about the white people. He was talking about what he see the most, which is brown and black. And he also saw who the head, who, who the, who the, who head the president was, was right? A black man with a with a with an accent. With an accent, that's right. Mm -hmm. Who went and back down because it's sad to say, but you know, some Caucasians' mentality is like, who is you to challenge me? That's in their DNA. Yes, of course. That's that's in their DNA, and it's a part of the history of the yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. So. They not used to that. Some people, especially Bloomberg, was sixty. Some, how old was he? How old was he at that time? Bloom, well, at that now Bloomberg is uh, nineteen. So he's seventy four now. So he was 
63 years old. Bloomberg knew exactly what he was talking about when he when he, he was from that era. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's part of the one percent. He is he's the a one percent. He's he's a billionaire. So if he's saying that vocally, how do you think that these other guys who's not saying anything really think about us? Look at Donald Sterling. He would have never thought he would have got exposed like that. Is it coincidence? No. Even when I'm on my train, the way I close down my doors safely, some of these Caucasian people look at me like, yo, if you don't open up these doors for me, you're going to have an issue. You know what I'm saying? I see it. I, you know how many times I've been called nigger because them doors didn't magically open up when the train is pulling out the station? It's not no game. I experience that every day. Nobody on that MTA board could tell me how I feel when I'm riding that train every day. You think it's cool? You think I'm, I'm supposed to accept that? Black people is totally different from white people. White people commit suicide more, people, more than black people. Why? Because black people know how to deal with the stress more. White people jumping off of buildings, they losing their job. Black people losing their job every day and still surviving. These is facts. These is fat. And I learned this in college. Why? Because I'm taking death and dying class right now. And it talks about suicide, who commits suicide more, and why they commit suicide more. This is formal education. We are thick-skinned people, but that don't mean that we don't have breakdowns from time to time. This job really need mental health holidays. You understand what I'm saying? Of course. Really, really need mental health holidays. It's crazy. Of course. And like, I, and, and like I said, this is what we're going to touch on tonight <clears throat> is this discipline system um, because basically I really, I really feel that, uh, you know, after reading this discipline manual and going through it, it was basically made for policing criminals or basically with the ideology in mind that, okay, we got a bunch of criminals here on the property that we, are, that we, are, or we, are, we have a bunch of F-ups that we are going to police and we're going to get rid of. Okay, um, because the, you know they were strict back in the days on the job and transit. You know, going in decades past, but not like but not like this. And you didn't have the labor relations department. All right, let, let's talk about socialism. I'm gonna let you continue your point. Back in the days, it was more Caucasians on this job than it was African Americans. Somewhere between the seventies and eighties. Well, the seventies going backwards. The seventies going backwards. Yeah. As the more black and brown people started coming to the job, the job has become more stricter. Understand? Let me interject this though. See, when white people were there, they stood together on whatever fight or ever issues they have. Right. And we don't have that focus, and that's very important. Well, that's that's part of the psychology of making a slave. Exactly. They they. they, they they, well, we, we was conditioned to be against well, one another. Well, like I said, Willie Lynch is still alive and, and living oh, well. Yeah, he's, he's definitely, he's, he, he's, <laughs> he definitely employed line. us. <laughs> of course. Oh, the yeah. bottom line. And what people don't realize is what's one person's problem today at one area is, could be yours tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So while you sitting there and idly turn your back to it, what Martin Luther King said about a person that stood, stands there and watch something that's being wronged by somebody is just as guilty as the person that's doing it if you don't step up and say anything. Without a doubt. And that's what happened. A lot of people, when they turn around and they said, oh, um, we need you to write statements. All of a sudden, people don't. And, and as quiet as it kept, there are a lot of, but there are some people on this job that, um, that can't really write. 
and I understand that. Uh, and I'm gonna just give an example. Uh, one day there was this big issue with a supervisor and a cleaner, and I was asked to come over to that area. And I went there, and um, the supervisor turned around and said, okay, you don't, it was an issue of not having equipment to do, to do the job. So the supervisor said, okay, write down what you need, and I'll get you everything you need. Right when she said that, that individual couldn't write it. I saw it, and the station agent in the booth saw it. And what was so nice of the station agent in the booth, she turned around and said, give me the paper. Tell me what you want. Wow. And I'll write it for you. And that, I thought, was like, wow. This is what they play on. People like that give them the strength that they have. Not only that, when you have a union that's sitting back and allows supervision to intimidate and bully you people on the job, and you go, go and tell, tell the union, pull your records in the last 10 years of how many supervisors you wrote up, because supervisors ain't perfect. Pull your records and show how many you wrote up and see what they'll come up with. Well, even if you look in the disciplinary manual, um, you know, people who don't have unions get treated different than the people who have unions. I, I, that's right. <laughs> you, you go AWOL, you go that's AWOL right. as a union rep, I mean, as a, as a union member, um, it's, it's fire after five, was it five, six days? I'm going to read the passage right now. <laughs> All right, please. Okay. All right, now, we got... Uh, Job abandonment and extended AWOL for TWU Local 100 represented employees. Any employee represented by TWU Local 100 or Triple SA who is AWOL for five consecutive calendar days is presumed to have abandoned his or her position and should be charged with abandoning his or her position and extended AWOL with the recommended penalty of dismissal from service. Now, now, now remember what it said. That's for us, everybody who's in the union. Five days, dismissal. When you finish that, I'm going to tell you what it was when I was doing cases. Go ahead, complete that. Okay, now, job abandonment, extended AWOL for authority employees not represented by TWU Local 100. For employees not represented by TWU Local 100 or Triple SA, if an employee has been AWOL for four, four work days, the, the RC, the Responsibility Center, will send the employee a letter by certified mail, return receipt, advising the employee of his or her status, the consequences of his or her failure to comply, and order the employee to report immediately for a disciplinary hearing. So y'all see the difference? Local 100 members will get fired. The other people, <laughs> it will be a hearing. <laughs> and, my thing, and my thing is with that, real quick, Anthony, and my thing is with that, now, with the sick leave policy, which I can't stand and despise. But with this sick leave policy, they are willing to pay an individual, and wish this has happened, um, they are willing to pay an individual to get in their car and drive no matter where an employee lives, whether it be Delaware, um, Pennsylvania, or South Jersey, just to make sure that they're in the house when they call out sick. Now here it is, if a person is AWOL, which has happened through the years, that I've seen people, um, I've heard of people passing away at home because you know they were alone and they passed away and nobody knew about it but yet they were AWOL and they bet they were deemed AWOL and ready to fire now why didn't they pay somebody to, to go over there to send somebody over there to their house to make sure they were okay it's always a family member that calls the job and lets them know listen this person you know this person passed away or this person died in an accident on the road 
this is true story. No, and every, and yeah. everybody listening, my 16 years, everybody listening know this is true facts. Yeah. So that right there shows you what they're, as far as this manual is concerned, what they're thinking about when they discipline their employees. Yeah, you're right. Now, um, I want to speak on the issue of the AWOL. Now, when I was doing hearing in 2006, it was a day for a day. You were AWOL for a day, you were charged a day. But see, over the years, and, I'm, I'm, and what I'm saying is, is how they step to your union or your representatives, because you got to realize the union is a separate entity from the administration. So it's the people you have repping you. When they see they're not that sharp, they're not that well abreast of rules, regulations, and what, TA does that what they want until you step to them and say, no, you can't do that because this says this. So in other words, it was a day, to, day for a day in 2006, and I did many AWOL cases as a, as a union rep. But now they stepped it up. They, after I left from down there, it turned into a day turned into like if you AWOL from a day, we want to take two and three days paid from you. Now, I only, you know, I'm only, you know, it's worth to me as far as I'm concerned, it's worth going to a hearing in fact, as far as going to arbitration with it because, okay, how much of a penalty you want to give to me? You know, a day, I, okay, I lose a day pay. I'm already penalized, I'm losing a day. But then you adding on more to add insult to injury. This is a way of, of also discouraging you, but also showing you that your union is incompetent, your, your, your representation is incompetent, because they should read. They should say and argue that point and stop saying like, okay, the bucks don't stop at one individual. That hearing officer you're sitting in front of, if you don't get what you want with that officer, let him know or her know, I will go above you if so, because if it's is it if it's an entitlement to the, my members and if it's in the contract or, the, or either you misinterpreting a rule in the uh, rules and regulations I'm I'm, I'm coming at you As I'm you not should. laying down As I'm not should. laying down but we we do that that's why they defeat and feel the weight about the union that they do we keep we put in the wrong people and that's a lot I, we, we put in our friends that's the that's that's the biggest problem popularity, right. contest. popularity yeah contest, we yeah. put in our friends and our friends don't even read a book <laughs> don't even educate themselves on representing anybody i always had a thing about this whenever i walked in there and 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 i earned the the reputation when i when a person was coming to see me they know i, I was coming i was bringing it okay i was going straight for the juggler we ain't we're not playing here you're representing somebody. You're, to me, this is my mentality. I got your family, not just you, but I got your family in my hand as well. Mm -hmm. See, because when we lose cases, we lose three hours pay. Remember that. Exactly. Exactly. So, could, you, could you tell them where to get that from? That's in the contract under the disciplinary. Um, uh, and I, I, I wanted to pull this out, but I've been tied up with this issue. We have a serious issue with, a, with some co um, contaminated bags on the job. And I've been really uh, dealing with that. And I just got a terrible email today that I wasn't too happy about. But it's in the contract. If you go to um, the disciplinary part, which is around like 2.1, like anywhere from 2.1 to 5, look in that area and you should see it. You know, when you come on TA time, you, they come and take you off your tools 
and you have to go downtown. That time is calculated towards you lose when you lose that case, and we're losing um, an, an alarming rate. You know, there's no way. Like I told the union rep before, there's no way these many people could be guilty. Let me ask you a question. Do you think it's a, a direct relation between because from what I understand from the disciplinary manual, is that superintendents or managers supposed to handle the problems in a terminal or depot, wherever it's. Wherever, wherever they, they, they reside at or wherever they rule at, do you think it's some type of kickback that we just don't know about that if they send them to two Broadway because the TA saving money? This is, uh, th this is the, the thought that, that I had about this. I asked a couple of lawyers. I showed the disciplinary book to, to a few labor lawyers, and almost universally they all came up with the same answer. Your union either made a deal with transit so they could, you know, expedite cases and so forth to move them in a certain manner. But I don't agree with that at all because bottom line is this. There's too many, too many frivolous write-ups. Now, there's a difference between a write-up and a frivolous write-up. And even in their own disciplinary books, they express that. That when you bring a person up on charges, number one, the burden of proof is on TA, exactly. not the union. Exactly. Right. It's on TA. And number two, they stress that make sure your write-up is correct when it gets down there. They mm -hmm. emphasize that. Yeah. And that, that, that there is, that's bull crap. You know why? Because when you get down there, most of your union guys are talking about, oh, um, if uh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. No, you don't make no deal here. We're going in here, we're going to speak the facts, and we're going to see. That's why I say at step one, I tell most people, don't give them your total defense at step one. Because they write that down, and they go down the two Broadway, and they figure out how to get around it. Mm -hmm. Because they're trying to get you. Mm -hmm. a so that, so yeah. at your first thing, the, uh, and I don't want nobody to be taking my style of doing hearings. Oh, oh. Whoever listening. Oh. But I'll just say yeah, this. All the Facebook warriors, right? Right, yeah. right. Take, take that. But I'll just say this. Your first thing when you walk in there is you is that respectfully, if these charges are unsustainable, because there's a formal, there's just a formal charges at step one. It becomes legal at step two. You see, and if the union is doing their job, right, at step two, you're allowed to investigate and do whatever you need to do to protect your member. We don't do that. Now, well, let me ask you a question. It's when you say it becomes legal, what does that mean? Well, it becomes legal because now if anybody changed their story and you get caught on a lie, you're subject to whatever discipline that uh, can be brought by the authority against whoever. In other words, everything written by the superintendent who signs off on that write-off mm -hmm. And you, you, you see anything he or she her says, you, you see that. You see your defense as well. So my advice is when you get to step two, ask for a copy of your entire case. Why you, why you think that you're not allowed a lawyer at step two if it's legal? Okay. I don't think they want to sit, let people see the internal workings of the disciplinary system in this, in, in this company. Okay. They don't want, want people to sit back and start judging them and see how it's – like such a, a institutionally structured mm -hmm. against the workers. Mm -hmm. You see, and even though they books say other words, and I'm sitting here with it right in front of me right now as we speak, right. even though they book says different, it's not that when you start really doing cases. They, they try to, uh, it's almost like you're going, and that's why I said um, representatives need to have that frame of mind as 
I'm an attorney, and I'm going in and I'm saving a client. Mm -hmm. Because you, you, you got to start using technicalities. You got to call in. You, listen, I want an adjournment here. I don't want to, you know, and you, you, you got that. You got a right to that. You know, TA, I, I've done, TA done cases against me and took more Germans than they need, and I won the case due to the fact that they took more Germans than they supposed to. <laughs> now, Point you, blank. now, you see what you said about, you know, taking the Germans. All that, all that, those tactics is like psychology tactics and all exactly. these other tactics. You don't learn that reading the rule book or the contract. Exactly. Or, 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 or the, the rule book contract or, or bylaws. bylaws. No, it doesn't say anything <laughs> about you, that. You don't learn that. So this is, this is exactly what happens. They do exactly what you said, and they don't ask for no joint. A, a joint, a joint, uh, adjournment. And let's, and I want to add, mm -hmm. Anthony. You know, real just a sidestep. Mm -hmm. You went. You, I remember you said in the in, in in the first show that you went to school with Alton Maddox. And if people know about Alton Maddox, Alton Maddox is a, is an attorney, right? Uh, involved in the Tawana Brawley case back in the days. Exactly. So this man, Anthony Staley, has education. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and he's a shop steward, and he's and he fights for the people. So that's what I mean when I say, folks. This is what I meant when I say in the beginning. Listen, you don't have to have the degree, but when you come with whatever training you have, and bring, and you bring it to the table, like I said, you could strike a mighty blow. See, and this is another thing: you don't have to have the degree, right? But somebody around you should have the degree, right? Because after a while, this it becomes the blind leading the blind. Mm -hmm. This is the thing that I, I learned from. And I dealt, dealt with cases all the way up to actual TA lawyers. And I had some of them get real pissed off at me. I had one particular one where we had to get separated during a hearing <laughs> that it got so out of hand. And he made a remark. But the bottom line is this. When you have them on the ropes, you'll know it because they'll take a Germans. They, they stuck. Remember, even the TA lawyers, they, they have a certain degree of responsibility, too, and they don't hold up to that responsibility. Mm -hmm. See, because they're allowed to go out and do the investigations themselves, and they don't. They do, they'll type up a nice brief, look all professional and mm -hmm. everything, and they'll hand it to an arbitrator, administrative judge, or whoever you go on before. But when you turn around and you start arguing past practice or what's actually allowed out on the road, they have no clue. Mm -hmm. And that's where you try to aim at. That's where you see. It's like almost being like Picasso. You're painting a picture. You're painting a picture in a person's mind that's sitting there, that's supposed to be neutral in the search in the situation, and you're trying to get them to go your way. Now let me ask you a question. You ever heard like somebody go down to two Broadway, and the employee explain his side of the story first with a union rep? Yeah. Now see. Once again, that is not in the contract. It's not in the bylaws. A lot of people don't have that disciplinary manual. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to let them talk first, and you defend yourself. That's what you're supposed to You know what I'm saying? You don't put your and – it's, it's, and it's the same thing like that when you're going to fight a, a parking ticket, and you're going to the judge. The first thing the judge say, officer, let me hear from you first. Mm-hmm. Um, defendant, what you got to say about um, this? Oh, you know, then you defend yourself from there. Because that's how it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Even when, even when you on trial for something, right, the prosecution comes with the evidence and the defense defends themselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's how it works. So, like, y'all not, that's what I'm saying. Who's leading, who's leading this charge? Are y'all learning this in the contract and the bylaws? I keep telling y'all, you need to know more than that to survive here. 
know what I'm saying? And and I and I know I want I want to sidestep for a second. Listen, y'all listening to the progressive action show and y'all stealing the ideas here. They are made to be stole. I heard a dude was having a shop gate in the bus depot. And he talk about he don't want to talk about old business, new business, <laughs> but he want to talk about topics. I was the first one to say that. Let's not get that twisted. I was the first one to say that. It's going to work for you. But don't go stealing my, my stuff, buddy. You know what I'm saying? And, and everybody going to know who I'm talking about when I say this. Where is the gag order? This show is about information. I'm not here to cross-examine you for, for whatever happened in the election. We want you to come up here and talk about information, what's going on in the buses, so you can educate the people and surface. This show, this show reached more people than these shop gates or whatever y'all call those things. You understand? If you could do a shop gate and speak to the people, you could come up here and speak for, to the people. Who told you not to come up here? You're a grown man. Ain't no gag order. There's no gag order. If there's a gag order, you wouldn't be talking nowhere. But you talk in places. Why you don't want to come up here? I'm not no lawyer. I don't care what you did. You ain't cheat me. I just want to get the information to enlighten the members. But don't go stealing my stuff and not giving me credit. That's called plagiarism. And I learned that in formal education. You got that? <laughs> <laughs> stealing my ideas. Oh, boy. I, I, I wanted to say this, though, also. In the disciplinary book, it says, in order to adequately prepare for a disciplinary hearing, management rep representative must gather all relevant information to present, to present at the hearing. The information must include. So my thing is this, and I'm sure if Alton is listening to me, he going to applaud, <laughs> applaud me for saying this. If I had my way, every case that I would do, I would take it right to arbitration immediately. You know why? Because they have to put all they proof forward that one time because they always leave they always leave out stuff mm -hmm. they're not perfect and they know this but they know they also working with a dysfunctional entity as well mm -hmm. so they could throw the sloppy cases up there and and get away with it and 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 not be held accountable for it see because this is what you're talking about a union that protects protects his membership what they would do is frivolous write-ups we want supervisions to be disciplined for them. We don't want to hear an excuse about, oh, we I misinterpret a rule. You're a supervisor. You shouldn't misinterpret anything. You should know it. Exactly. You should exactly. know it backwards okay. and forwards. Exactly. And that's how what I call frivolous write-ups. When they miss they misinterpret a rule to try to get a case on somebody. Mm -hmm. And that happens a lot. Yeah, but you want that's only gonna work on people who's not educated on, on what they're doing. <laughs> uh, and, 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 don't, and don't know anything. Well, I mean, come on. You just answered your own question. So. <laughs> you just have to, because you told listen, me. Listen, Stanley, this is this your second time on the show. You broke in. You can speak how you want to speak. Ain't nothing going to happen to nobody here. Y'all hear that? Well, you know, everybody out there on the road, I always tell them, I'm ain't scared of nobody. I, seen, I don't care. I care less. I seen Staley today. I'm going to the gym. It looked like he just left the gym. <laughs> Staley, Staley lying about his age, talking about he's 62 years old. Yeah, right? That's what I'm about Staley about 42 years old, competing in body bodybuilding events. Well, You're out here lying. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's my age, man. That's my age. I, I could lie about that if I wanted to. I'm 62, son. He lying. He's lying, y'all. I'm 62. Yes, I am. Yes, I am, buddy. Oh, yeah. 
But I say this, one of the, the, the things that, uh, that keeps me going in a way is, you know, um, the, the fact that I know the, the members, especially, you know, and um, in the entire, matter of fact, not especially anywhere, especially in the entire workforce is being misused, being abused by this system. And the biggest part of it, that play, the biggest people that play a role in it is the people you elect. Exactly. Because, trust me, if you elect somebody that's not knowledgeable, yeah. what do you think they're going to think of you? Because that person is a representation of you. You picked them to represent you. Right. So what do you think they would think of you? They don't care less about you. They could care less about I you. I could do whatever I want to your representation. I'll do whatever I want to you. Oh, yeah. Let me ask you, um, just the other day I seen a, a picture of the woman committee getting together. You know what I'm saying? That's another thing we talked about on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Progressive action brought together, brought back the women's committee. Oh, Are yeah. we going to get credit for that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, but but what you think about the um, the the women's committee? I think it's a great thing with them coming together, and you know, um, doing some type of action. I love to see women come together because you know I go for y'all issues before I go for mine as a man. You know what I'm saying? Got to make sure the woman is good. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, it's a good thing, or it's a um, it's a great thing if they get the if they get the women's com- if they got the women's committee up and running again. You know, because um, as long as their only issues are not about just bathrooms and locker rooms, then you know it can go it, it can go a long way. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, you know with the climate, with what's going on with women in this country, you know, as far as income inequality. Um, in other parts of the country, um, men make more than women, and it's sad. You know, this country stays in the dark ages. You know, but, but what, what could they focus on on this job in particular? Because you can't worry about the outside. You got to focus on home first. Well, you know, um, you know what they could do is uh, I see a lot of the women. They could be. Um, I, I see a lot of older women in there. You know, they're not young girls or whatever. So, what they could work on internally is being an inspiration to a lot of the younger female transit workers and show them what is, you know, what it is as, as long as you pay, you know, when you pay dues, when you, um, <clears throat> you know, how to handle yourself in a male-dominated field, yeah. um, how, to, you know, how to be a better mother or, you know, whatever advice could be given to younger females, you know, that's, um, it goes a long way. Let me ask you, how, how, how did they come up, because it seemed like only certain people was at that table, and it, it seemed like it was a private meeting because I seen um, I seen uh, Crystal say that you know flyers gonna be handed out to the next one, or for the next one, whatever the case is. So how did that committee come together, or who who decided on that committee? You know, you know, Anthony. No, I know, I know. I saw the picture, and my thing about that is is that long as um, they're not held back and not allowed to do their work and really. You know, um, put put uh, uh, put themselves out there, and 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 really help because there are all women that on the job that do have a lot of problems, mm-hmm. and if the if the so-called <clears throat> people in uh, up in other places don't try to stifle them and let them do what they can do, I think they could do a lot for the women. See, the, now, on the job. The only thing I have with that is. Um, Who's to say that any of them or any of those women at that table are leaders? 
because well, that that's an issue you need you need women leaders you can't have people who just want to play the background just be happy to eat at the table be at the table you know what i'm saying i think that should have been screened i don't think it should have been no no appointed this person is appointed because you know favoritism also <clears throat> lies in that also yeah i can understand that and and the women committee been having problems from what i understand for a little minute now i think that whole tactic need to be um stood up i mean um changed up but what i try to tell people is this you don't have to wait for somebody to create something and and then to bash it you could go create your own you know what i'm saying like when people you know just recently in the group people was bashing the show or the show was this the show was that why didn't y'all create your own where was i just came on the job you know what I'm saying? I just came here. Y'all ain't got a matter of fact. Why y'all even in the group? If y'all feel that I'm racist, why y'all even in the group? I support Joe Campbell. Joe Campbell know how I feel about him. Me and Joe didn't get along at first because of this education thing. But now Joe is one of my favorite people. I tell him that all the time. You understand? So y'all, y'all, y'all really got to get y'all, y'all things together. It's the blind leading the blind. I'm not going to back down. A lot of people know that I'm right. And y'all just got to have to deal with it. Stay out of my way. That's all I'm going to say. Look, you listening to the show, you don't agree with what I say, why are you here? Why are you here? If you feel that I'm toxic, why are you here? I ain't beg nobody to be here. I'm not begging nobody to listen to the show. <laughs> it's only go grow. It's only go grow. There was something you mentioned out earlier about our union elections, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I was thinking about that uh, when I was preparing to come here for the show. <clears throat> our union elections, let's get straight to the point, are not fair elections. Our union elections are the most corrupt process of course. that you can ever believe in, and outside entities says it themselves when you go to them as, as far as they're concerned. My, my belief is that uh, a lot of entities outside of, of TA don't help us because, number one, we're mostly a, a black and Latino uh, uh, workforce. But uh, why, why don't the Caucasians get that on the job? See, um, understand this. That's who's manipulating our union elections. Okay. <laughs> That's who manipulates. Let's, let's get to the facts here, sir. Yeah. <laughs> That's who manipulating our union elections. Certain you, you, anytime you got a so-called uh, neutral monitor that allow a person to run an election that what 140, 144, and you and you don't realize that person by them being part of the union taints the integrity of the union. Then what what's wrong with you? And you're supposed to be an attorney yourself, and that's a decision that you can make, right? And okay, and as well <clears throat> when you have rules in our bylaws and constitution that says that allows because of if a union make a mistake that it's on them and that a person should be made whole and allowed to run an election and you're going to deny that then what are you you you, you you're leaning towards you, you're making it hard for a person that's running an election to go against an incumbent so why you think that he got away with it well no, well we're not saying we out the woods yet now by far I just think there are few people, and, and this, this again goes back to what you were saying, and a lot of people may feel uncomfortable about it, which I don't care. The bottom line is what they, what, what they demand of you is to be able to write and put it into words exactly what was done. 
Mm-hmm. Now, it's not like, you know, the cat in the hat or nothing like that. You're going to have to go through technical, you know, uh, as far as the number of the violation that was made, whether it's in a bylaws, constitution, or the union charter. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to quote any of that and put it in your letter. And you got to state specifically exactly what this person did. And a, and a lot of people, I'm going to repeat to you again, a lot of people I know cannot articulate. A lot of people, when when, they, when I even make a statement says, okay, I wrote a letter to the president of TA, a lot of people wouldn't want, wouldn't want to try that because a lot of people may feel like I can't articulate a letter to a person. And I understand that. And I'm not hating on anybody for doing that, but my thing is this, and I'm saying it to... <clears throat> out there to everybody that's out there. When you have somebody in your area addressing a problem in your area in a manner in which you want it to be addressed, then at least support that person. See, because when you have the numbers there, they have to listen to you. When you out there by yourself and they leave you out there and then they make an example, the greatest thing is like I was telling you, shop stewards. Now, the shop stewards, as quiet as it kept, is the front line of the union. They out there on the road. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Me as a shop steward, like I said, I got suspended, wrote up on 19 fraudulent charges. 19. You got suspended charges. from being a shop steward? No, no. Oh. No, no. no they just can't suspend you from being a shop steward. We'll gotta, talk go, about go, that. Got to go to court for that one. Yeah. <laughs> we, we'll we'll exactly. talk about that in a minute. But... What I, a, a, a supervisor made a racist remark, and I, I was offended by it. And, and that, the, the, the supervisor was white, and he was the only white person in the whole room. Another supervisor sat alongside him, and that supervisor were never even called in the, in, into court even when I took it outside of TA. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and right now we're talking about a situation with the United States Supreme Court on this issue because that's how far it now has gone. I don't want to elaborate because it's, it, it, we you, haven't been called you, yet. You, you got the real gag on. Yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, but that's my point. That's my point. The, um, shop stewards don't have the footing, the footing, and that's by law that prevents management from bullying and and writing you up in front of your because if you, you in, in front of your members and the shop stu- and you get written up while you advocating on the behalf of your people, right? And you get written up, and they do whatever they want to you. How you think your members going? They think they're going to trust you? No, you know what that is? That's that's, that's public flogging again. Yeah, there you go. It's exactly. Public public flogging again. So mm-hmm. they're not going to trust you. So guess what? They're going to be the good little workers, and we going <clears> to <throat> do what we do because we don't saw him take down our, our steward here. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah, take him down yeah, with that. Yeah. And I, and I said no. I f- listen. I got a sin. I I don't care if if I have to stand by myself. If I know I'm right. I'm going to take you to the mat. I don't care. I'll stand by myself. That's it. I'm not going to be, you're not going to flog me to the point where I'm going to lay down exactly. and submit just because you had to whoop me. You got to prove to me that I don't, I don't deserve that. Yeah. Oh, I don't, you know, I don't deserve anything or whatever I'm trying to do here. Exactly. Right. Now, it, now, you know, what I want to find out or what I want to address is now <clears throat> that company AAA, has been doing the union election since, I believe, since the 80s. I don't know what year, but since the 80s. So now, my thing is this, right? Again, them being in the dark ages, why doesn't doesn't it come up in a meeting, in a president's meeting, and the executive board vote, and and they try to find a new 
company to where everybody can vote online because it's done in other unions exactly. and, it, and, it, and it's done elsewhere, period, when it comes to voting for anything. But everybody could take the time and vote online and you can get all 38,000 members to vote within, within a seven day time versus waiting a whole month for the results to come back and then everything is counted. And then every, everything, is, everything is biased when you vote online, you know. I'll say this right quick. There's only four unions that does, the, does their elections the way we do ours. Which ones are those? The secret ballots. I know it's, um, right now it's, I know it's us and there's three others that were mentioned to me by uh, one, a, an assistant state attorney general that I was talking to. This is the easiest way to steal an election. And they gave, and if you go to our elections and you watch the process, you could see it happen. Mm -hmm. I'll give you the example of our recent election. And that's why I say I question some of the people that ran in elections due to the fact that what did you do afterwards because you were totally violated. The morning of the count, right, they go every first thing everybody's supposed to, that's a candidate, supposed to go to the post office, pick it up and pick up all the ballots and come back to the, to the room of the count, right? Um, on that morning, I was sick that morning. I still came to that. I was... I was I was mess I was coming down with the flu at the time. I didn't realize what it was. I know I was just sick. So when I got there, they came up with the first load of ballots to AAA, right? Dropped them off, and then they went again, right? Now, when they came back with the next set of ballots, there was a, bun a bunch of ballots, approximately maybe 2,000. 2000 I think it was about 2,000. And so your so-called neutral monitor says, we're not going to let them ballots count. I have a problem with that, and I said it. Because we got them. We haven't even started separating the other ballots yet. So why not just fit them in? Well, the rules said any ballots that come after 9 o'clock, we are not going to let them count. No, see, my thing is this. If you knew that, then guess what? Leave them at the post office and pick them up later so you don't create any con controversy. Because let me tell you this, that was a close election. That was a close, and technically I'm going to tell you like this, Joe Campbell actually won that election. Yeah, he said he don't feel, he didn't by, feel that he lost. No, he won the election, but I'm going to tell you this, he, it was a very close one. He won it by, from the numbers that I saw and was going through there, because they thought everybody was running through there where it wasn't that sharp. <laughs> they, we, we was, he won it by at least 13, 14 votes. It was just that close. And, and you know, it's, it was funny because when they did the recount on Crystal, she won by even a larger number, right. which, which should, I would make everybody recount. Exactly. exactly. Especially she got, something. she has less, she had, y'all miscounted on, she ain't have too many, like Joe and, um, like as far as what the slates was. You know what I'm saying? She had like a few hundred. Right, mm -hmm. because it was a sectional, yeah. it, was, she, it was sectional. She, she, had, she had a few hundred. Joe and, um, and um, Samuelson, they had few thousand but let me give you this here the, and that and 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 i just think after this i'm gonna i'm gonna let the other entities play their role with they whatever they're going to do in the end right that joe ended up i mean samson ended up beating joe which would appear to be a landslide yeah. but if you take them two thousand votes that were sent to the side and just gave them to him it made like Samson 
And but the thing that they messed up on, and that's why I'm saying they don't care about our election, us as a people, because they think we're dumb. You're gonna tell me as president you're gonna win by seven thousand and something votes, right? But your uh, recording secretary one beat you by eight thousand. So you just literally threw in two thousand on top, and then by the time you totaled the tallies. You made the recording secretary beat out the president. How in the hell can you do that? <laughs> right about that. I'll bring you. I'll bring you the paper. I still got the counts. Oh, you got the counts? Yeah, yeah I, I, I want to see them. I, I will show them. I will send them to you. She beat. What's her name? Um, the recording secretary. What's her name? Uh, uh, Latanya Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her, her count was eight thousand. J. She beat. She beat Samson. Samson. <laughs> Yeah, that's strange. That's strange. Yeah, now, very strange. There's some manipulation there because the top four, we all run together. Yeah. There's not going to be much of a difference, not no big difference like that. Yeah. Right. And yeah. no count. You may beat them. You may have 50, maybe 100 here and there more, but you're not going to beat them by no almost 15, 17,000, 1,700 votes. Yeah. Damn. Right. Ooh, goodness. <laughs> how did that happen? Yeah, yeah right? exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's how... They so used to manipulating our union elections that they were really sloppy on this one. Now, let me ask you something. How do you feel about, um, you know, they talking about the people in bad standing? You know what I'm saying? I brung up something about, you know, they, it just need to be forgot about. Because the, un, it, the, money, the money they go get from that is not going to bring the union up out the red. Mm -hmm. um, Y'all being worse than what creditors would do. It's been 10 years. Mm -hmm. Bankruptcies is off your credit at, at ten years. After eight years. After eight years. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Eight why y'all? Why y'all? Seven. 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 Oh, oh seven. they reduce it to seven. It's seven years. Okay, they change <laughs> it. But, but I know it was but, eight years. But why? I mean, you know, some people is like, oh, we pay. They should pay, and you know, this and that. Okay. If, if we want to move forward, why don't we just forget about it? Okay. Now let me just answer, answer that. See. During the time uh, uh, after the after the strike, right, people just were upset and didn't want to pay. And I and I, I'm gonna tell you point blank, I agreed with them because we were were really wasn't properly represented or all our issues wasn't addressed. Now some people kept saying, "Oh, this strike was just about uh, the retirees getting health benefits," mm -hmm. but there was so much more going on on this job. How can you say? That was it was just about the retirees' health benefit. Knowing that the previous contract you gave TA our health benefits because our union had controlled our health benefits. Mm -hmm. Now you gave them the TA, and now the benefits that we got is worse than what we had with the union. Our union benefits were were way better. You was able to use your local drugstore. So if you had a relationship with your pharmacist and he understand your illness and so forth, you had a much more better relationship. Here it is, you're sending stuff down to whoever, and then this day attitude is like, we send it when we send it, or whatever, or we don't see that you don't use it up yet, and we, we choose when we send it. No, that, that, that there is garbage. But that's what we got with TA. Now, you're talking about a billion-dollar entity that sits there and continuously talking about we, uh, we don't have no money. That's bullshit. I'm just <laughs> yeah. me. Total. No, no, I mean, no, 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 no. You don't no, hold back. No, no, no. Don't hold back. No, 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 look, it, look, it is. It, it the, is. The kids are put to bed tonight. Yeah. I told y'all. Right. I told y'all at the beginning of the show. And, and it gets me mad when people sit there and just go for it. You know, 
let's just do this. We did this before when I was here the first time. A person ride, they say they move 8 million people a day at just going back and forth at, at, at three, 365 days a year, seven days, a, seven days a week. That's like $9 billion, about like $9.6 billion, right? For the that's year? just, yeah, that's just for people, right? Not talking about the extra fares and everything that these people put on these cars. But you're going to say you, you can't pay your workers. I get tired of people like certain people that sit around and say, oh, um, well, this union got 3%. Um, so we, it's all right for us to give 3%. That's bullshit. Cause let me tell you like this here. Right. Now we're going to get nasty. And I don't care whoever get upset with this because <laughs> I get pissed off because people don't think. When we come on this job, we make money, okay? We're not like any other job that come, when we come, they taking money. We make the money that you pay us with. So we pay our own freight. Mm -hmm. You're not doing us any favors here, right? okay? Yeah. All right? We're the only ones other than the post office or unions that, that make our own, we, we pay our own way. Yeah. So don't come to me and tell me what another union got, DC 37, whatever. Whatever they got, that's what they got. But we should base our raises on revenue that we pull in. And productivity, right. Okay? Now, we've been underpaid for almost, for, for the last 15 years, mm -hmm. we've been underpaid mm -hmm. as a union. Here you go, you got Long Island Railroad. Now, when the Long Island Railroad sat there, and, and everybody, I don't care what anybody talking about, oh, because they could say it because they're a railroad and they ain't under tell, tell the Lord. Let me tell you something. The first, you, when we got this, when we all signed up to get on this job, we didn't sign away our First Amendment rights. Let's get that straight right now. We could say what we want. Freedom right. of speech. Freedom okay, freedom bottom line. Yeah. But when that Long Island Railroad president got on there and said, if we don't have what we want by whatever day it was, we going on strike. And his exact words, that's the American way. I ain't seen nobody calling him a thug. I ain't seen nobody talking about go lock his ass up. Well, right. we know why. Okay? We know why. Exactly. Point blank. No, that's okay? All, that's but all. we're so docile and laid back that we, we just... You know, we just accept it. No, they only respect you if you stand up on principle. You know, exactly. And stop being scared. Right. Exactly. And, and another thing, Anthony, that I'm going to preach to the people and preach to the members and everybody, and I, and, and I learned this in business, you know, you, you, you know, when I was in business a decade ago, they, people have to understand something. The MTA, Prendergast, and all, and, and all those people up there, Governor Cuomo, they don't own the MTA. They're put in place and they're responsible. And in actuality, they're public service workers just like us. Exactly. Like I said, like I said, we have the permanent positions down here with the civil service or whatever. So basically, our job really is more secure than theirs. Yeah. Let's be honest. Okay? They, they could be let go at any given they time. They could be let go at any given time. Okay. Exactly. And it's amazing how they y'all cry broke. But let me tell you something, right? You know, all these people up there on the board that say that they broke, and you're talking about mismanagement of money and everything. If these people worked in the private sector, you would be fired. Exactly. If you worked for Lehman Brothers or AIG or any of these financial firms or insurance companies, you would be fired. Because if you're not, if you're incompetent enough to where you can't deal with the assets and, you know, you, you know control the assets properly, then guess what? I don't need you. But you got to understand. They not controlling. There's no CEO. 
So they're exactly. not controlling a particular person's assets. What it was that. what's going on is that they stealing money from the state. Of course. Because everybody getting under under the table. Everybody money. getting under the table, of course. So <laughs> that's, that's business. Uh, <laughs> if uh, you uh, really want to know, uh, that's business. Of course. That's the business up there. And so that's what I mean where I say, so when you with so when you withhold from any union that keeps the system moving, selling them over, we don't have this, we don't have that. Like listen, but this is not yours. Mm-hmm. Okay, so bottom line, don't hold back from the union and, you know, don't hold back from the union to say, well, you know, we can't do this. Because, listen, when those Long Island, when the coalition of Long Island Railroad unions decided they were going to go out on strike, guess what? Tommy Pendergrass went running to Congress and Peter King exactly. and what other and what mm-hmm. other other representative told him, well, listen, you know, we can't deal with this. I mean, you know, we could get involved here, but. You have to go back and you have to negotiate with them in good faith, okay? But basically, they sent him running back upstate with his, you know, so, you know, with his face with, between his behind. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So that's what I mean when I say when you when you force their hand, they're forced to do, you know, they're forced to come through with a contract, and there were no concessions. But but wait till you hear this. There was a committee sent to check MTA when they when we were talking about. Just recently, about whether or not when they claiming they couldn't pay us, the president did sit a, a committee there, and that's when it was established that they could pay us. Right. Yeah. Okay. But we let what's his name? Oh, um, what's his, what's uh, um, um, <laughs> Go ahead and say it. Come on, the yeah. kids are the bed. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. That you then old, old Porky decide that you know three percent for us was enough. Right. You know, and and that's not right. Let me uh, let me explain this part to you to you too because a lot of people don't realize it. Right. This part of MTA makes the most money. They Transit. use some of the money right here in the city. We, they use this money to subsidize Metro North and Long Island Railroad. That's where some of their money come from. They use it to subsidize them, okay? And in the meantime, the majority of their money is made right here in, the, in these five boroughs. Oh, without a doubt. Without well, a d- yeah. Right, us and Easy Pass. Exactly. I call it the, and, I call and, it the opposite. And they don't want to pay us. I call it the opposite of the Peter Pan effect. You know yeah. how Peter Pan steal from the rich and give us. to the poor? Mm-hmm. They take from the poor and give to the rich. And yeah, give to the rich. yeah. Right. and they don't want to pay us. Right. When they get new trains and all that over there on the long run, you bet you're behind that part of that money came from right over but you here. Gotta, but once again, look at the socialism, look at the social engineering. What's the makeup of the people over here? What's the makeup of the people over there? Yeah, but you know what? And that wouldn't even play a role if people would just stick together. Right. But okay? We, if, we, if, if we just focus. See, like I keep telling everybody, listen, you ain't got to be best friends or whatever. Else, but if we all focus to what's going on on this job, a lot of things would be a lot better. See, that's that's an uphill um Battle Staley, that's 400 years of conditioning. Yes, I know it is. I know <laughs> well, it is. But it's, it's hard to snap out. But you yeah. know something? Like I, I, um, like I said, a lot of times, like you could bring you could dra- you could bring a horse to the water, but you can't make them drink it. No, you can't. So I mean, it's it, it's something like that. But also, it's the thing like you got a lot a lot of people leading people around and, and, and idly, blindly, really mm-hmm. blindly. Yeah, they're not showing you, 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 you're telling them rumors, stuff like that. You see, and I get to tell people, I said, listen, if I tell you something, I'm going to tell you where it's at, where to look it at, up at, and so you can be strong on your own. See, it's not about one individual being strong. 
It's about the entire workforce being strong. Exactly. You don't have to know everything about the contract, the rule book, or so forth. You always, a lot of people that are not are just not cut out for it, but you just need to know, know enough to protect yourself when you're on the job. Yeah, you're right. You see, then when it becomes a union issue, just have the confidence when you pick up that phone to call your union rep that you know he's supporting you. He got my back. He's not coming there making a deal with management and try to side side sidestep the issue like you know, like he's scared. You know, your job is to step on toes if you had to. Exactly. You know, you got supervision out there that's just got that mental st- uh, thing that they've been going getting away with for years. You know, we we'll bully you, and if and, and, and if that's not enough, I'll scare you with write-ups. I'll scare you with G twos. You know. You know, you sometimes you ask a person for a G two, they just go out of their mind. They're all like oh, a G two, what? You know, <laughs> right. No, and you I give be- them one, you give them one. And I believe they may that- not say what they want to say, but they'll get one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I be- and I believe in a couple of departments. Like I believe yours is one of them. The stations with the um, station cleaners and the and the and the car cleaners. You know, I'm I speak with a couple of car cleaners over the phone. You know, from time to time. And I can't believe the amount of abuse that goes on with them. It's just it's just nerve wracking. I said, "Wow, physical abuse, verbal abuse. You know, that's something that we've never that I don't see in in, in buses. Because I, you know, I ain't gonna lie, a lot of these guys would be out of a job. They'd be gonna punch somebody in the face. You yeah, know? but you got to look at MTA has made that department the, the dumping, dumping ground. ground. Yeah, of of MTA. So if you want to keep your job and keep that M on your shirt. Especially if you messed up, you better take this cleaning position. Right, and you know? that's what they and that's what they do. They scare you half to death. They tell you to sign this and sign that, which is you know, which is basically uh, it's intimidation. It's intimidation, exactly. They use the intimidation factor to win a lot of these cases. You that, know, that department is the last level before the street. Well, let me just say this: this this here with uh, titles, right? We have a bad issue of ti- uh, this issue with titles amongst our own workers. You know, mm-hmm. we all work for the same company, but because of our title, we figure we better than the other person. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that mentality is about is one of the biggest things, too, that we have down here. And, and, it, and it prevents us from unifying as a total union, as a workforce and to get something done. No, because not. with them battling between, OK, because I, I drive a bus. Um, he's a cleaner. Oh, I'm a station agent. Or, 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 or I'm a train operator and that's a station agent or something like that. That, that, that mentality only hurts us. And management knows that that type of mentality exists. So they play against it. It's, it's the, it's the, they play it's against the, it's it. It's the psychology of being yeah. a slave. Yeah, exactly. Everybody trying to like, oh, I'm better than you or you better than me and, and, and things like that. Especially, like you said, with the titles, it's, it's bad. And but you know management plays on a lot of things because like I feel that as a union, your department should get the same amount of AVAs that I get. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's divisive. Oh, we we good with our AVAs. Y'all got to fight for y'all. We fight for y'all for. But my point is this: if you call yourself having a union president, right? You're supposed to fight for all, not not some. Take for instance. All right. Take for instance the um the assault bill. Okay. All right, the cleaners are not on the assault bill, and I've been saying this for a long time about the cleaners should have been part of the assault bill. Now, how are you going to say you going to put station agents on the cleaner bill on 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 a on the assault bill, right? 
and not say, not say we're going to put the clean. Cleaners is out there. They're not protected by a booth or nothing. They're one of the first people that you may encounter. Just recently, a cleaner got assaulted at J Street. Uh, an ACS worker struck the uh, cleaner in the face. She was bleeding. Just what happened, police was upstairs. Of course, the AC person, a ACS person was arrested. But my thing is this. The union should, our union should get out there and, 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 and rally on the issue of making sure people are held account and they are really locked up for assaulting workers. Oh, that, because that, that don't happen. I get, I get so many calls. Let me tell you something. I got more calls than any, any other time and since I've been on this job and I've been in 23 years. Uh, um, more calls about station agents telling me how often they are called niggas. Niggas. <laughs> they believe. so freely say that and call them that. And the union right now should be addressing some issue with management. There's got to be something done about this because it's a, it's a degrading word, and they know it's a word that can be very sensitive to certain people, mm -hmm. okay? Unless, uh, um, unless you just, you know, you know, they try to use rules such as, you know, oh, you're supposed to accept whatever they say under the most what? most provocative moments you're mm -hmm. supposed to hey come on you want to know what i was reading something in the um the rule book about spitting okay. how do we got the power to eject the person for spitting who am i you putting me right in direct line with this person but if you spit on me, you don't have to worry about getting ejected. Isn't that crazy? Can, that's the most no, disgusting about, thing. No, no, it, thing no you but it's a, no. It says if you like, if I see somebody spitting on the train, right? Exactly. I gotta eject them. I, it's a rule saying that I yeah, can eject does. them. It right. Is. So when they spit on the property I can and the equipment, you can eject them. You can eject them. But if they spit on you, you can't eject them. No. Uh. -uh. <laughs> You can't fight back or do nothing. You can't I'm fight a, I'm back. I'm gonna be totally right. honest with you. That's one of my, one of my greatest fears. If somebody spit on me, because I know I'm gonna lose it. Yeah. First thing I'm gonna lose because it's too nasty, too disgusting. Yeah. Right. And I don't know what's gonna be done happen to you by the time my head clear and I get up off you. <laughs> I don't know how much of your ass gonna be left right. for them to come get you. But I know this: they will be coming to get you. Exactly. That's no question. Yeah. Hit, but, you, with, but, hit you with conduct but, unbecoming. Yeah. But that, that. that's 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 crazy. Like. I you know and to be honest with you, I've been spit at probably like two twice three times, as the window was going up. Yeah, and you're lucky, you know, because I remember the years when, uh, conductors were kids were with water guns with bleach in it were shooting in the conductors' faces out in Brownsville. I know a couple of conductors got hit in the eye with bleach. Oh, yeah. Wow. Right. Now, and, I, I, and I had some kids throw a fruit at me, and it, it did hit me. But I didn't call it in because I ain't want to get the kids in trouble. You right. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, I, me thinking I was a kid myself. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, well, I'm gonna just cause this whole ratchet and be like, you know what? Well, I'm gonna be out for two years, and you know what I mean? But I'm not taking that from no adult. Exactly. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm not taking that from no adult. Exactly. If you spit and it lands, <laughs> that's not gonna be the only thing. That's gonna be because there's no way possible. Let any. You could put any one of these people on the MTA board here, and I would spit in their face and see how they like that. Exactly. You spit on a cop, you go get some hot ones in you. That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 spit on a judge, you're going to get about 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But if you spit on, if you spit, it's a right to spit on a on a workforce because we mostly black. We ain't nothing. That's all you telling me. 
Exactly. So you spit on the firefighter. And then another. And they I, ain't going to put your fire out. They going to put you on fire. Put you on fire, yeah. <laughs> and then an, and, and then I an, feel sorry for the bus drivers, man, really. Because if it's, I, one of the greatest things, and it came years later, other countries are way ahead of us for the petition for the, the protected bus driver. That's coming a little late, but I just think, man, the bus drivers will be catching it because some of these. I was on a bus one time, and some people, when they come on the bus, you're not supposed to argue over, you know, them paying the fare. So this guy came in with his wife and kid. I didn't think he wasn't even embarrassed about it. He walked on there and just walked on the bus, and he's standing there. Now, I'm sitting up towards the front, and, and um, I'm sitting there, and the light changed. I'm at Nostrand and Myrtle Avenue on Myrtle Avenue bus. Oh, okay. <laughs> on the 54. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And the bus driver didn't move yet, and I'm sort of in a hurry, and I'm about to tell him, yo, man, the light is green. But then I didn't realize he was holding the bus because of them. So he looks back and says, yo, you just going to walk on the bus like that? You're not going to, you know, acknowledge or say anything or whatever? And then instead of just saying anything, they turned around and walked off the back, out the back door and stood there waiting for the, to try it on the next bus. Oh, wow. I said, wow, this is, that's why I got called for that job. When I first came, I got called for three jobs when I came here. I came to station agent, bus driver, and a cleaner. I knew I couldn't stay in the booth, pent up in the booth. I like to move around. Mm -hmm. And ain't no, God, and ain't no doubt, I didn't want to take a chance of sleeping in the booth and all that crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I didn't want the bus because of the school kids, you know. Yeah. I got a buddy that drives one over there by King's Highway. And he just wait for the kids to come out. And them kids be in that bus. You see that bus going down the street. You see kids just jumping around, flipping around in yeah. the bus. Mm -hmm. No, I don't want to watch your kids. No, they I off, don't bring them home. They offered me they bus off, driver first, too. They, off the right. they offered me bus driver first, too. And I said, no how, no way. You know, <laughs> I can give you all a firsthand account for bus drivers and their experience. You know, it's been a long time since I've been on the road, you know, with transit bus. But I can remember, but I could speak on behalf of bus operators all over the five boroughs that when, you know, they used to, you know, like they constantly tell everybody, don't worry about the fare. Mm -hmm. Just let them, you know, if you feel you, if you feel threatened or whatever, just let them ride and hit the F5 button on the fare box, okay? Mm -hmm. But from time to time, there's always a situation where it'll get, where it'll just get up under your skin that a person just walks on the bus and just doesn't say anything, doesn't pay their fare, just doesn't say anything. You know, so from time to time it gets up under a bus driver's skin, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but um, but yeah, basically this is what, it's, and it's real prevalent again in the minority neighborhoods in the Bronx, and in certain and in certain parts of Brooklyn, you know. So you know where people just walk on the bus and don't pay their fare, and then they have the nerve, um, you know, Governor Cuomo, they have the nerve now to be coming out with some on um, buses that, um, of course, they're articulated buses. And <laughs> 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 with Wi-Fi, USB ports, and oh, LS and LCD screens, oh, TV yeah? screens, yeah. So I'm saying to myself, okay, so people are just going to be jumping on the bus just to charge their phones I in mean, the summertime. See, know what I'm saying? see, now the problem I have with that, you're doing everything to convenience the, the customers. What about the safety of the workers? Right. Like, I believe that the bus driver shouldn't get come on the same door. As the customers, I think that he should enter through the opposite side, the driver's side, mm -hmm. and into the into the bus with a permanent partition there that could be allowed for him to see his rearview mirror mm -hmm. on his off side. Mm -hmm. It could be done. 
But you adding all these, what is this, a bus or an airplane? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to say this. Um, a friend of mine, that's uh, one of the police officers that used to be at my station, and they, they putting Wi-Fi over there. He said, man, these people will never go home. They got free Wi-Fi down here. People are going to sit in these stations, and they're not just going to go anywhere. And then, what, what they don't understand is, too, is that, you know, it's a great thing that you can use your phone in most of the subways. Nobody's looking. People not looking where they stepping at. More phones is falling onto the tracks. People getting hit by doors, not because the, the, um, the uh, conductor is hitting them with doors, because people not paying attention. You know what I'm saying? And they always trying to compare a, a plane. Oh, it's, it's like y'all y'all plane and, and the plane and the train is the same thing. First of all, a plane have a flight crew. Nobody's disturbing the, the pilots. And there's no 2,000 people on a, on a, um, on a plane. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's right. a few hundred. But we got, we got to have up to you know 2,000 people on our train. We can't think for everybody. You don't know who's going to jump into the door or who's going to uh, jump out the train. You know what I'm saying? And transit takes customer complaints so serious. Too serious. If you could say, yo, you know, the conductor was breathing too hard and I didn't like it. Superintendent called, yo, fill out a G2. Was you breathing too hard? What are you talking about? <laughs> now, I'm, I'm glad you said that because the station agents, on behalf of them, I'm going to speak on the issue of customer service with them as well because it doesn't take much for them to generate a customer complaint and they'll push it, you know. There was a recent in- incident where an individual came and to talk to me and told me what was her penalties were going to be. And I was saying if there was a possibility that you could talk to your your rep and get, and get him to understand, you know, um, they consider a, a, um, a customer complaints operational, right, for the operation of the system. So the penalties for the operation of the system, of course, more severe. Are, yeah, yeah, is at their discretion now, you know, and. Uh, it was like her first incident, and they were like, they were slapping them with like 20 days in the street for an alleged comment that a customer said they heard this individual make from inside the booth. So um, in the long run, uh, it turned out the way they wanted to turn out because, of course, the person didn't argue the issue. You see, um, that's when you got to show some kind of heart and dedication to your craft, your work. And if you get in there and you say, listen, we're just not going to accept it. If we're going to have to, we're going to have to take it to arbitration. Let's do that. But like I said, all the time, some, this is one of the biggest things that union reps have to start doing. Stop letting management write people up and put them up for dismissal if they wreck it, don't warrant it. Because now you got them scared. Because now my job is on the line. And you know, a person might act anyway. You know, he might act anyway because of them having a job on the line. The first thing a union rep or a hearing officer is supposed to do is look at the penalty, penalty and see if it's warranted. And if it's not, get it uh, uh, changed before you go forward. Mm-hmm. Before, before you even draft formal charges. Step one, look at your charges. You know, uh, when I used to do hearings, the two things I looked at first was penalty and time that up the write-up. If it was past 30 days, y'all could throw this in the garbage. This is just paper. This is paper. Y'all could throw that away. We ain't going nowhere with that. So it, 
If the Dan is past 30 days? Is, yeah, if the write-up is over 30 days, right? From, um, from, yeah, for the time of the write-up. If it's past 30 days, that goes in the garbage. Now, 30 uh, calendar days or 30 working weekdays? Well, we, seven, we run 24-7. Yeah, but you know how they, they might classify it as something different. Like I said. They run 24-7, and that's what you stick with, Right. okay? Yeah. Yeah. When they try to throw that in there, oh, we talking about five working days. We work all seven days. Where you get that from? Mm -hmm. Right. We work all seven days. So yeah. all seven days count. Yeah. So that's what we did. Yeah. So, no, we're not going in. And if I don't get it from you, I'll take it upstairs to somebody else. I'll put it on anybody that's. Listen, <laughs> this says this right here. How this person going to do it? You can't go on me. Like I told you, I never and never will sign off on anybody's losing their job. Period. Okay? I'm just not doing that. Because it's just unnecessary. You know, if, um, again, you know, a lot of times, unless it's something real heinous, then it's unnecessary. Right. You know? Exactly. But most of the time, when I make a statement like that, I'm referring to frivolous write-ups or write-ups that are made like, you know, sometimes people take this personal. You know, they take this job personal, like they sign your check. So they want to take, take you in, in, in and make an example of, out of you. Like I was one, uh, a young lady for um, car equipment, you know, like the, what they allowed to happen to her. You know, she, I, I, I had a chance to just here and her posted on my page an issue that was go that was going on. And like, just because I didn't get you the first time, I was allowed to write you up again? Get out of here, where you get that from? Oh, because I, I made a mistake, so I want to break it down into four write-ups now instead of one. Mm. Where you get that from? <laughs> where you get that? And you let it happen, and, and, and your union rep let it happen. No, I'm gonna bring this supervisor up on charges right here. No, this is frivolous. No, listen, if you're not gonna listen, go to the VP of, of labor relations then. That's the top. That's the top. Put it in his lap. Let him look at it and say, is it fair? Is it fair? Look what the rules say and look what, and this is what your hearing officer is trying to say. I've done it before. I sit there and listen to an officer with, with an issue on sick lines. A person, they were bringing this person up on fraudulent sick lines, right? But it was over a year, and you only got a year to do it. It was over a year. They missed it by a day. So they called me at the last minute. Oh, Steli, we want you to do a hearing. Okay? It was, it was that. I walked in there. I looked at it. The first thing, I pulled the guy to the side. Not in front of them. Pulled him to the side and looked at it, and, and I was asking him about it. While he's talking, I'm looking at it. And I looked at it, and I said, I said, oh, man, we already won this. He looked at me and said, what you mean? I said, look, this is over a year. They can't do that. I walked in there, right? This hearing officer did everything other than call me a nigger in front of me because when I threw it to him and I said, this can't go no further, he looked at me. He said, oh, yes, it is. I said, no, it ain't. He said, let me tell you something. And, and he was talking like, like. He was the master. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going forward with this case. I said, okay. I took it and walked right out and went to his boss. Gave it to him and said, look, it says a year. You missed it by a day. Your man in there popping his collar, thinking he's scaring me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, he's scaring me. I, and I'm not. I'm telling you. It says, and the rule said a year. He missed it by a day. 
you blew this one. <laughs> and he was so mad. He, turned, he was already red. He just turned redder when he was called out and then said, you can't go no further. I've been called many names. But I, got, I, I had a, a hearing officer, but T.A. stood up right in the middle of a hearing and called me a motherfucker. Hmm. <laughs> just like that. Mm-hmm. Because she was mad because she didn't do her homework. So I'm telling you, they, they fail in a lot of areas themselves. You know, you just got to be sharp enough to catch it. Right. Now, I want to I want, I want, I touch on something that Tremel talked with me about uh, a couple of days ago concerning sick, right? Now, when you call out sick, right, and they ask you what your nature of the illness is, and they have, and they have, and they have people who, when you turn in your sick note with the doctor's lines, you know, with the doctor's um, lines on it, um, they check to make sure that it's, you know, legit, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, under HIPAA laws, under federal laws, that's supposed to be illegal. No, 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 no. What did you say, Tremel? No, it's it's legal. It's, it's exceptions for the um for work for for the work. You could do it under work. They allowed to do it. But my thing is that it should be at least with a medical department. I don't think no no old, no any anybody could ask you what you go be out sick for. Well, I, I think um, no, you're, they're, they're they're not allowed to look at your medical records. Yeah, but on a doc, I never filled out doctor lines before. So, what's on those doctor lines when your doctor got to well, fill it out? Well, when your doctor fill out, your bo- doctor basically tells what's what's your diagnosis, what's wrong with you, what kind of medications you on, and when you could, expect it to come back. I think that's too personal, because what if somebody has uh, HIV? You don't have to say that. But it's on. It's not on the doctor's lines. No, 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 no. The doctor know better too. And if a doctor do that to you, like I tell everybody, listen, don't use these doctors that's going to tell you what they're going to write on your on yeah, your. Yeah, you tell line. them. You tell them. You t- and you get paid by me. <laughs> you're doing what I need you to do. Yeah, right. That's why I have one doctor, and I have one doctor for the last twenty years. Before that one, when he retired, he gave me this one that I have, and I have him for the last uh, uh, going on fifteen, twenty years now that I have this. I use one doctor, and any other doctor I go to is referred by this doctor to them because, like I do, I, I, I have asthma, right, from my time of working at 9-11. Mm-hmm. So I have a personal doctor that deals with that. Yeah. You know, I have a personal doctor that deals with wherever, and everything goes right to my personal physician. Every copy, anything he sent me to any other doctor, goes straight to him. You see, and that's what I keep telling people. That's how you got to organize your life. People go in there and they say, well, I'm going to use, um, what is that, um, um, the other, uh, I use Blue Cross or whatever, Blue Shield. But, Me too. But um, other people use um, the, other, the other one that they have you where you just care. go in, yeah, and you just see it. You, today you see one doctor, you see another doctor. No, I ain't playing with that. You going, this doctor going to know my history, mm-hmm. okay, because you ain't killing me because you, you, over here you giving me something and over here you giving me something, I, I ain't got time for that, yeah. okay? So I get one doctor, and that one doctor, what I liked about him was, Transit did one time went to see him. Wow. And when he, and I hadn't seen him in a while, and when I did went to see him, he said, you know what? Them people came to my office, man, and they started questioning me and asked me why I gave you time off of this and that. He turned around and said to him point blank, he said, I pointed at the wall. I said, do any of y'all have any degrees right here? <laughs> and, and he said, then get the hell out of my office. But I'll tell you one th- something even better. Going back to doing hearings, 
I did another medical case where um, where um, where you when we do medical hearings, right? The investigators that they send there, they be trying playing like they the police. They ain't no police. They just regular supervisors. But they go and show the gold badge, front it off on them, and some guys spill their guts. Okay, we sitting there doing a hearing, and I had another member, and um, one of the um, investigators sit there and says, "Oh, I'm he." Every you know, we it's a formal hearing, so at the hearing, everybody give their name. So and so, I'm so and so and so from New York City Transit. I'm so and so. I'm on representing the union side. We get to one one inspector. He turns around. Oh, I'm uh, inspector number six. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said to him, you, you who? Who you work with, men in black? <laughs> you a special this, agent? It was oh, hilarious, man. I swear. I swear to my mother, this is no joke. The man sat there and said, inspector number six. I said, okay, yeah, for real? I told the member, let's get up and we walking out of here, right? We walked out of there. And I turned around and told T.A., we're not going back in there until he say his name. Until he say his name. Everybody else could identify his two partners. It was three of them inspectors for the, for transit. It was three guys, and and this one going to just keep there and talking about inspector. Nothing. Listen, we're not. This is not no cartoon. This we're not inspector gadget or nothing. We're not watching that here. Would you go back in here and tell this guy he has to say his name? And guess what? They made him say his name. Mm. <laughs> they made they, his name. As they no, should. No, you're not going to insult me with that garbage. Exactly. You give up your name just like everybody sitting here at this hearing is giving up their name, you know. And, and I, like I said, my, my, um, my tactics were, st were stern and strict. And, of course, they advocated towards the, our um, own uh, uh, people at the time in the union. Mm -hmm. We don't want him here. We want him removed. Mm -hmm. There was a young lady that used to do medical hearings. Oh, okay. We were losing medical hearings big time. And I, was, I used to look at this little woman walk in, and she used to just, she used to just lay these cats out in, in like, in, in a few minutes, cases was over. And I used to say, I want to do medical hearings. And that day when I got, when I got the training to do it, and I went in there and did a hearing with her for one week, she walked out that hearing one day and said, I don't want to do hearings with him no more. Mm. She, that little woman walked out there and said point blank, I don't want to do hearings no more. And I saw why we were losing. It's because people wasn't utilizing all the options to, to help the members win in medical hearings. That's mm. all it was. Mm. You know, people then pointed out that, oh, if this here uh, is a problem over here, this also, you know, uh, also, you know, uh, uh, cancels out this issue over here. All of it was right there in the medical, in, in doing me medical grievances. You see medical grievance in a contract, you see it in, I think, you, and you'll see it in a discipline book. Mm -hmm. And read up on it and see, we were losing because of the lack of concentration and reading the book by, by your representatives. <laughs> that, that's and a, it took a week for, me, for that woman to turn around and say, I don't want to do hearings with him no more. It's an epidemic. I didn't care. Yeah. It's, a, it's an epidemic. Yeah, it is. Just do the work, and that's where we lose at. Just do the work. Stop coming in, coming aboard to get along with everybody. It's not about coming along and get, get along, but also internally in your union, when you're doing something better than somebody else, you're a threat to a few yeah. other people. Because those that ain't doing nothing, 
they feel threatened by speak, those that's speak, doing so. Speak, speaking of that, <laughs> speaking of that, um, you've been paying attention to what's been going on in progressive action the past couple of days? Yes. <laughs> how, how do you feel about them um, revolutionary transit workers, man? I, I met um, the one of the guys at Family Day out in Coney Island, the big, the big white dog, white dude. You know, I don't know his name. He gave me some papers and uh, But my thing is this: we're so clicked up to the point where we're we're hurting ourselves. Everybody got this per- perception that we're right. We're doing the right thing here. Well, you may not be doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, in your mind, it might be right, mm-hmm. and you might be, and y- your thought process may be selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, and have, have you ever thought how come you haven't advanced further with your issue or got anybody on board? I understand a lot of times um, I, uh, I take a challenge and I take it on individually. And I take it on for a reason because people just throw stuff out there and the members just accept it. And I know if, not, if, it's, if it's not, if it's real or, 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 or if it's something somebody spitefully want to do. Yeah. I'm challenging you on it. Now, now one of the guys yeah. said, because I, I was calling them a loser because they lost for co- convention delegate and e-board, and he said, well, you associate yourself with Joe and Stanley, and they lost last election too. Well, I, let, let me tell you something. I did more than most, most people would. Not only just being in an election, because it does, it does carry a certain degree with management when they see that. See, I see, I'm, I'm, um, elections are monitored by management as well because they know who they want in there and who they don't, mm-hmm. okay? They know who's the threat and who's going to be like... The yes they, man. Yeah, the, the yes, yes, yes man. man. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they'll sit back and they'll, they'll, they'll like sort it out. But let me tell you something. Anybody from the union, from, all the way from Samuelson, you want to step in a room with me and talk about unionism? You want to talk about, to me about policy? I'll walk right all over you. He hey. can't even stand. He can't even stand in the same room with me. Wow. He's garbage. <laughs> He's garbage. And I'll tell him to his face and all his puppets and all his clowns, I don't care about none of you. Yeah. So don't come and start throwing stones because I got some boulders to throw at y'all. Oh, you're talking about the RTW guys? Yeah, I, I, any of them. <laughs> any, any of them. them. Don't come them. playing with me. These guys, yo, you, what's so funny is that you add people, he added, he added people to the group, right? And he today he gonna say they not RTW members. I just happened to go through one of these guys who was being like being mad at my pro blackness, and I go through his pictures. His his page is private, but certain pictures show Toussaint as the devil, Obama dressed up as a clown. There's nothing. There's there's nothing white. Him him bashing anybody white. So how do you expect me to take that as a black man? And I'm supposed to be happy to that. He added these people to the group. These mm. is your friends. Right. None of my friends is bashing white people and pitches and, and things like that. But your people are. You know. And then as soon as I call them out, oh, you ain't even add no black people to the group. Next thing you know, it's about 10, 15 black, <laughs> black faces <laughs> added by, by this dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and birds and the feather flock together, especially when it comes to this racism stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Y'all, y'all. And oh, I, I I done did this and I done did that. I'm Black Lives Matter. Nobody don't know you. Where where you doing all these marks? I never seen nobody do all these things and don't pull out a camera. He talking about Polaroids, bro. Black Lives Matter just came on the scene. Nothing but smartphones. 
Where, where, where's your evidence? And, and the reason I'm so upset at him, because I'm not going to allow you to come up off of black movements to further your political ambitions. That's not going to happen, brother. Yeah. It's not, it's, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. You lying. You're a fraud. Yeah, well, your, oh, your, yeah. your, your diploma is in your, in your bedroom because either you don't have it or you're living with your mother. There's nothing revolutionary about that. There's nothing revolutionary about that. Yeah. So you could go on Facebook and use all these big words and, and y'all could do all this stuff and, and you, you are nothing. You nothing. Yeah. You bash the Samuelson slate. You bash the Joe slate. Who are y'all? And they bash Tucson too. Yeah, and oh, not to mention, not to mention, this guy sits there and and he blames um all these black people by name. Oh, um, Ken Thompson, he's gonna let the he recommended um probation for the cop, um, a Mobley and um, and in, in Baltimore. Oh, she's she's gonna let them cops get off, and he blaming Toussaint for everything. I guess for everything that went wrong in this union since since uh, Quill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you name all these people by names, but when you naming your people, it's oh the politicians, oh the 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 capitalists, all these fancy adjectives. Who are you fooling? You fool that you you play that with other people. Do not play that with me, because I do not take it lightly. Some white people don't get it twisted. They only mess with us because they have to, not because they want to. It's a big difference. Know what I'm saying? You got to pay attention and analyze these dudes' posts. They are straight. And I'm just letting him, my, if, if one day, I may post my inbox to show him how many people do not mess with him. Know what I'm saying? They don't mess with you. You, 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 you are, <laughs> listen, I'll tell you this. I'm going to tell you this one time. Do not use no black movements, bro. I'm not, I'm, it's not a game. It's, it, this is not funny to me. I'm not going to allow you to come up off our people. Go 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 to a Trump rally or something. That's where you really stand. I'm not gonna sit here and play this game with you. It's not a game for me. It's not. It's not a game. That's all I'm gonna say. It's not a game. Okay. And I wanna um, but you know, before we wrap up tonight, because we have about another um 17, 17 to twenty minutes left over, we're gonna talk about the upcoming contract fight because it's a big thing that's going on. And I know uh, I wanna shout out Belinda, Miss Belinda Peak for posting the question in the uh, More Than RTO group about, uh, you know, letting members know that the, um, that the union is going to start sending out questionnaires concerning uh, the contract and what members want to see in the contract. So basically, uh, you know, we're going to sit down here uh, for the next 15 minutes and along with Anthony, Mr. Staley, and we're going to talk about the contract and, and, what, and, and, and what needs to be um, addressed in the contract. Now, I'm going to read off um, what uh, <clears throat> the general demands from progressive action and what Tremel Thompson and myself feel needs to be put in the contract or needs to be um, addressed by the union so that it could be addressed to the MTA. First off, uh, raises. We need, to, we need to address to the MTA raises that uh, if it's a five-year deal, which you know they're going to try to keep, those raises should amount up to anywhere from 20 to 25%. Easy. Okay, over, over the five-year period. Okay. If it's a three-year deal, then anywhere from 18 to 20%. Okay. Uh, next up, we have night differentials. Now, if people don't know, 
The night differentials that we're currently working under have been the same since 1980. As a matter of fact, 36 years ago to the day right now, April 1st, 1980, you could check in the contract. If you were appointed on or, on or after 1980, you could look and see those night differentials are still the same. For a cleaner, it's $1.19. For a car inspector, it's $1.60. For a bus operator, it's $1.40. For a conductor, it's $1.30. For a tower operator, it's $1.41. And for a train operator, it's $1.49, just to name several titles. Okay? But that there should be an increase of $2 in all the night differentials. Okay? Um, third, provide top-notch dental and vision benefits. The current dental coverage that we have doesn't cover enough work, especially for out-of-network uh, providers, okay? Um, then we got universal passes. Um, they need to provide universal passes for all members, for all express buses, Metro North Railroad, Long Island Railroad, no matter where you live. And, and, and even uh, easy pass for the people that live in Staten Island. Of course. You know, and next we got longevity pay. The longevity pay has been the same for the past 20, past 20 something years. Okay, they need to increase the longevity pay and it also needs to commence at the completion of five years of service. Not 15. Not 15, okay. <laughs> and they need to raise it. I'm talking about after five years, $3,000. At least, Right. At the least. 10 years, 3,500. 15 years, 4,000. 20 years, $4,500. 25 years, $5,000, and then 30 years, $5,500, okay? Then next, AVA banks. They need to increase the AVA banks to 25 days for all titles or whatever other number or whatever. I mean, how, do you, how much do you feel it should be, cuz? Honestly, it should be unlimited. I, I earned it. Right. <laughs> how would you feel if the government tell you you only could put $1,000 in the bank? Exactly. <laughs> you, earn your, you earn your money, exactly. Yeah, you earn that. Exactly. So bottom line is they should be all across the board at all titles. Definitely more than of, what we have now. Definitely more than what we have now. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, the five, our five weeks vacation should commence at the completion of five years of service instead of 15. To compete with everybody else that's in the city. Exactly. And then uh, next, eliminate the sick leave control list. Because it's absolutely it's, it's it's absolutely useless, and people view those sick days as extra vacation days. <laughs> Let's keep it real, okay? A month from now, when everybody gets their sick days, that's when you're going to see a massive amount of overtime, and it happens this way every year. So let's keep it real. They need to eliminate the sick control list because people you have to start treating grown people like they're grown. If they want to burn up all their sick days, let them burn up their sick days. <laughs> and, and if they and if they're left with nothing, hey, you're left with nothing, but that's on you. Again, quit with this unnecessary discipline, okay? And then next, this is, you know, this is a personal um you know, this is personal to me after hearing about um Tremel's situation um Doing platform duty on a cold platform on Ocean Park. Oh man, they had me. They had me freezing one day. It was about twenty something degrees. They had me doing platform duty, and I called the crew office and say, "Yo, I'm freezing out here." His 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 thing was, "Oh, we all had to do it. What you complaining for?" Mm -hmm. And then and then there are other station cleaners at outside terminals by the water that said that, they, that they're freezing cold and they don't have a uniform. And then you freezing, you can't, they tell you, oh, you could go warm up, but as soon as the supervisor can't find you, you AWOL. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what they so what they need to do is, and it's a little bit of a blast from the past for people who don't have the time to know. Establish a universal uniform room for all universal for for, for all uniform titles. That way, everybody could go down there to this one room, and they would have a seamstress in the room, and you could even create light duty positions for different titles in this uniform room, and all the alterations and everything would be done right there on the spot, okay? Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't have to wait, f- and, and make it to where you don't have to wait five years for an entitlement. Make it, to two, make it two to three years, because people do gain weight, you know? People do, you know, people, so, and then, um, then also, like uh, when it comes to discipline, now an- another thing that I that, that caught my eye in a discipline manual is the um, amount of time in passing in between infractions. Um, what I feel should be done is a reduction should be made in the passing of the time of major violations. Right now, currently, it's five to seven years. If you get into a major violation within five to seven years of another one, then they could use that against you. But five to seven years is a long time and dumb stuff happens. You don't necessarily have to come to work to do things on purpose. So I feel that that should be reduced down to three years. And then for for minor violations, from three years to one year. I agree. Okay, as far as passing of the time. Now, um, then next we have the increase in the OTO bank from 72 hours to unlimited. Because again, you earn it. You do overtime and you earn it. And it should carry over from year to year. Exactly. Okay. Roll over. Roll over. Exactly. It does roll over in our department, though. Oh, really? Yeah. It doesn't roll over, it doesn't roll over in buses. You see, you, see the, you see the disparities? No, why? because it's more, everything is strict on operational titles. Operational titles, titles exactly. <laughs> because we can't, you, we can't, again, we can't use it anyway. Now, now listen to what Staley said. Well, we got it, so we're we not worried about it. <laughs> but no, see, I didn't see, mean, see, I didn't see, mean see, it that yeah, way. No, no, but look, that, but, but that's the division. Right. Look, we got it, so but, but, I don't know what y'all talking about. Yeah, let right. me tell you this here. Okay, when it comes to cleaners, right? Everybody in the contract that's listed that does cleaning, right? Once there's a snow emergency and, and we have to, you have to come out, everybody is on time and a half from the time that they get the call, but we don't. And we do 80% of all the snow. We don't. And if we snowing on our, uh, 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 if we do snow on a station that we own, on or we get sent to a station, it's called snow bonus. And the, and the snow bonus is like one-tenth of what your hourly wage is, which is ridiculous. We don't get time and a half like every other title, track, track uh, 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 any of you, or even with RTO, because if you look in the rule book, everybody do snow, you see? So that's one of the things I wa- wanted to address is that they changed that. We get time and a half like everybody else. Okay. Okay? That's unfair. The boots that we wear, we need to get better boots. We used to, get, we used to buy, buy our own, got a stipend, we bought our own boots. Okay, they gave that up years ago. So now they get these cheap boots. I got a friend I called today. She's out, she's in a wheelchair. She's been out since February because of the boot. And the worst part about it, she didn't even go IOD. The union told her about going and use, told her, Mr. Foreman told her to use her sick time. And she relatively a new cleaner at that. So she basically gonna have no sick time when she come back uh, uh, because she ain't had none that much in the first place. Mm-hmm. But the main thing is that they need to take responsibility for a fee. No, they, 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 she injured her feet wearing <clears throat> these cheap boots but that we wear. Even deeper than that, as far as with the boots, a man has a different foot from a woman. Of course. There shouldn't be unisex 
clothing right down here period you know what i'm saying they should cater to we have women we have men for all the in-between people i don't know what to tell you right and you got pick a side and choose right and, and, see, on and see this is what the uniform room is all about to cut and fit to tailor between men and women because we understand that people are, di are different sizes yeah you understand yeah you know so now i just, I just want to just keep reading off and then, and then we could evaluate everything um then next here we got personal days Increase personal days from one personal day per year to four, okay? Then we have increased the DIF days, death in the family, from three days to five days. Oh, that way it, it can it hook up be, with your RDOs. I mean, it should, yeah. Because, right. because there are people in situations to where they have to go. You have a lot of foreigners on the job. They have to go abroad, and, and, and I've heard of a lot of stories. And then some people... They may be the the person that has to handle all the business for their parents. You're not handling that, but you got to understand it's based off of a Jewish, a Jewish mythology, because Jews bury their people in um, 24 hours. Mm -hmm. yeah. Christians and other you know religions is basically a week. Exactly. You die Tuesday, you your stuff will be Tuesday. Right. The next Tuesday, you know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. not made for us. Exactly. It, it, you know, you, it, it takes time to get the barrel, and if you got to travel, then you, you got to get family together and all that stuff. So yeah, keep that's being, why you need time. Keep going through the list. Now, then we got, um, <clears throat> and I say this is personal to me also, the increase in the funding of the daily operating budget in surface and subways, okay? More bigger paying runs and penalty jobs, and also put conductors back to doing put-ins, okay? And also, <laughs> increase articulated... <laughs> Jamel for president. <laughs> increase articulated bus premium to $2 because 25 cents is absurd. It's been that way since the 90s. It should be larger, okay? than, it should be larger than $2. That articulated bus is basically taking the runaway. Exactly. In some, some way. And that's saving them a salary, that's saving them a pension. It should be at least five dollars, right? At the and, least, okay. And, and I see something else that you should you should throw in there. Um, increase the the uh, the guys that drive the refuge trucks. They've been only getting a dollar for the last twenty years for driving uh, the them garbage trucks. Oh, so really? Never been increased for over twenty years. They just get a dollar. I get a dollar seventy for extra for the job that I do, and I'm not even driving us. <laughs> I'm not even driving a truck. You see that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is, you know, and they and they run around and they support the wrong people. Ain't nobody said to them, "Listen, we gonna put it out there and make them address the fact that you know." Uh, what you call it went up many a time. The cost of living them went up like twenty times, and you still had a dollar to drive that big garbage truck, mm -hmm. and nobody spoke up for you or said nothing for you. Mm -hmm. I get a dollar seventy more than if I go on a night tour and get the dollar. What did you say, nineteen or something? Dollar nineteen. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. And I, I get a dollar seventy. I might as well stay on 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 day if it's about <laughs> if it's about that. Right. You know, I might as yeah. well stay on day. Mm -hmm. You know, a dollar seventy and we go back to a dollar nineteen. Finish yeah. run, finish running through the list. And then yeah. I got and then I and then we got two more. Then we got uh, increase the opto differential rate from two dollars to four dollars. Well, I say get rid of opto altogether. Of course, get rid of opto. Get rid altogether. of opto altogether. Right. Okay. And then last but not least. And all my on all tier six people are gonna love me for saying this. <laughs> Proposed legislation to Albany for a reduction in tier six pension contributions. Bottom line. 
Yeah, there's yeah, there's okay. no negotiating. And that. you will run for president, and you will win. <laughs> you will win. Because yeah, that's that's not gonna happen. <laughs> well, you know, um, that's about our time. Um, what you want to leave the people with, Jamal? Well, I want to leave the people with this. Uh, I hope they listen to this show here. And I hope they understand that, you know, a lot of people through the years have said that, oh, this job is no good no more. You could easily get fired. It's this or that. Like, listen, again, this is the nonsense that they want you to think and they want you to believe. Okay. Bottom line is it's still it's still a great job. It could become a, it, it could become one of the best jobs in the city again, working for transit. And you, by right, you're not supposed to easily be fired. Just like they say, you fire yourself for theft. Uh, fraud or, what, or, or theft of service, you know, things of that nature, major violations. But all these, you know, but all these other things like little accidents and and whatnot, and running hot and and you know, like again, these you know, for stupid stuff. Bottom line is, you're not supposed to just easily be disciplined just like that. Okay, this discipline manual is a, is a powerful thing, and when you throw this back at them, they they bottom line is they're supposed to go running when it comes to these managers. Okay. And you do have some that are incompetent, and you do have some that really know their job, mm-hmm. okay? But bottom line is, I really hope the members listen to this show, okay? And take heed to the serious demands, because like I said, the, all the demands, are, you know, all the contract demands that I read off, this is Tremel's and myself's ideology, but it, of course, is an educated ideology on some of the things that should be brought to the table. Now, we both know it's a give and take game and everything is not going to be everything is not going to we're not going to get all this stuff in one in one shot we know that but these are things that should be brought up and deep because these are things that are pertinent now to our union and where we should look to go because again we're lagging behind as it compares to NYPD FDNY corrections, corrections sanitation and so and, and and well and so on those major uniform agencies we're lagging behind, and big it shouldn't time. be big time, and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Okay. Um, what you got to say, Mr. Staley? Uh, my thing is this. I want to speak directly to all the members of Local 100 and on this job. If we stop this this divisiveness amongst ourselves and this cliquish t- attitude that we have amongst ourselves and understand that we're all in the same mix, and to change that, we got to come and we got to come together and focus on what we want for this job, what we want to do. We can change the environment in which we work in if we work together on it. I'm saying that, you know, we're not uh, people that may feel a certain way about others. And I'm saying we don't have to be best friends. But when it comes to this job, that's where we all got to think about. That's when we all have to come together and focus on being as one and sticking together on the issues. You know, hold certain people accountable. You have a union that's there. Hold your reps accountable. Make them do their job. And if they don't, remember, I, I mean, I just talk about how, how rigged our elections is, and I'm going to say you can vote them out. But I think if we do it in big numbers, we can vote them out. We can't, they can't rig it but so much. They use the fact that a lot of people are, are not paying, that are behind in dues, they're not allowed to vote. They use that as a way to keep them, to kick themselves in and keep other people out. And much more important is 
people started participating in union meetings because if you don't have meetings, you can't run in elections. And the same bums keep running in elections because they make the meetings. So you all, you got, the selection is very small that you got to pick from. The same bums you got to put back in there because they're the only ones that can run. Yeah. Well, what I'm going to say is that, uh, you know, we need to get serious. I'm going to stick by my education um, theory. Um, I'm not, I'm going to continue to be pro-black. If you got a problem with it, get out of progressive action. Because if I see that there's a problem, I'm deleting you. I don't care who you are. Um, stop using black movements to, to get a come up. Um, and like I said, I'd rather live one day as a lion than a thousand days as a sheep. And I'm going to leave y'all with that. That's the uh, show, Progressive Action. Y'all have a good day, night, evening, whenever you listen. Thank you.